But it's good, y'all. It's your boy Flock with yet another episode of Unfiltered Facts Podcast, man. This is episode 17, but this is not any regular episode. This is the best and worst of the decade, y'all. We are coming in on 2020. 2019 is dead and gone right now. At the time of y'all listening to this, it's pretty much over. The day of me recording this, I waited to the last minute and this for other reasons. It wasn't for me stalling out or nothing, but I had shit going on. But it's New Year's Eve at the time of me recording this. So yeah, this decade is done. And some people may be like, damn, I had a good 10 years. Other people be like, you know, I can't wait to get this shit over with. All I can say is, man, yeah, this, 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 it's been rough. It's been off and on. And I'll tell y'all, I'll tell y'all in, in a, you know, in a second. For, for those of y'all who not to know, I am Flock. I am part of an illustrious group called the Gaming Illuminati. Um, you know, we do our thing. We got hella, you know, solo podcasts and group podcasts from all of us uh, trying to get y'all content, whether it be gaming, you know what I mean, uh, anime, music, all of that shit, man. So this is one of those podcasts and mine personally, only the real can relate. If you're sensitive, this probably ain't the spot for you. But with that being said, we're going to get into this, man. Like I said before, this is the end of the year, end of the decade, man, edition. So first and starting off, what's been going on with me? Man, the past, the, uh, past few weeks since the last podcast, what's been going on with me? Let's see. My PlayStation 4 broke not once, but twice. Twice. Not once, but twice. The first time they told me it was a... um. The, the operating system just wiped itself. I'd never seen that before, but I'm like, okay. I get it back like a week. I take it in and then maybe like a week or so later, I get it back and I noticed it was running a, relatively louder than when I took it in there. But I'm just like, you know how that is. You're just happy that your shit is working and stuff like that. You don't really think much of it. So I ended up... Um, just noticing the shit and just yesterday i kid you not yo i was about to stream playing need need for speed heat and 20 minutes before i was gonna start streaming my shit just went quiet and it just shut off and i seen it blinking red so you remember the rare rings of death from the xbox 360 i got that on my ps4 and it sounds like it's like a fan uh, something like that like i got the og one like the one the day one version the day one edition shit that's the one i had i don't have a slim and i know slim runs quiet a lot more quiet because i got you know my son's got a, a ps4 and they got the slim version and there there's a lot more quiet than the one mine is <clears throat> um yeah so i don't know man i'm probably gonna end up buying end up buying me another one man because i'm not gonna lie i have so much fun playing need for speed then of course i play mlb the show I got my boys playing 2K on PS4, so and then Call of Duty. So most of the games I play are on PS4. I, I have an Xbox One, but I hardly ever play it because it'd be hard to find guys to play 2K on uh on Xbox for some reason. They all talk about playing it, but I never really see them playing it until it's too late or when I'm at work or some shit. Then everybody playing. Typical, typical, typical. What else? Um, I got really sick, y'all, and this was kind of scary real shit like right after that stuff that happened with my playstation i want to say around maybe the 15th i remember going out like that uh sunday i remember going out on a sunday evening and then that monday i got up 
I felt so bad. Like my allergies was just like killing me, like killing me. We've been getting a change of weather a lot here in Chicago, man. And it just happened. Just it just happened again, where it was like 60 degrees, and then the next day it's like 30 degrees. And like right now, as of right now, it's actually snow on the ground. Two days ago it was 60 degrees and raining. It felt like fall, and today it feels like the heart of winter. So, yeah. But um, all I remember is um, my head started hurting to the point where it was just like really unbearable my eyes were like welling up my eyes were like super red and it got to the point where it's like i couldn't even hardly see half the time and i was still going to work trying to grind it out and you know gut it out and deal with it and not miss work because i'm like lord knows i can't afford it but i'm like it got to the point where it was so bad i ended up spending christmas eve in the hospital because it got that bad and they were like i went to the doctor they were like yo something is going on here man They're like you sure you don't have any like food allergies or something i'm like no i don't have any food allergies. shit if i ain't figured it out by now you know what i mean i i don't eat nothing different than, than i've been eating the past 10 years but um at least i don't think i have but it just got to the point where i was like i couldn't see and that was the scariest part was like I couldn't even see half the time. My eyes were so bad. And I they ended up giving me some stuff and then they gave me prescriptions for stuff. I got all types of shit, man. Pills and um the fucking uh nasal cord where you got to spray that shit up your nose. Basically like, <laughs> like take, taking liquid coke or some shit like you like you got to shoot it up your nose and shit like that. I used to take that shit as a kid when I had my allergies would get you know get the best of me. And it would have me go on these sneezing fits. For some reason, this one it does it didn't do it, but I only took it twice. And I have been feeling a little a little bit better since since I've been taking this stuff. So shout out to them for looking out for me, man. Cause that was so that was that was scary. Like like I was cool with that, but my eyes was to the point where I you know, felt like I wanted to tear my eyelids off, man. That's how bad my eyes were itchy and burning. And I, I felt like I was like, man, I can't even see. And I had like blurred vision and shit. It was hurting. And come to find out, I had a sinus infection that went untreated for like days almost a week so some people were like man you you a g bro like nah man i'm a fool because i should have i should have you know i should have went and gotten that shit checked out sooner than i did so i'm no type of hero i don't want nobody to feel sorry for me no shit but that's just what's been going on and oh shit yesterday what else happened to me yesterday i ended up having to take my car to the shop because i noticed my brakes was like you know on the on the outs now i have a truck and yeah i have a suv now the little bitty suv a big suv and i just had to pay like 800 bucks on brakes yesterday now imagine paying 800 dollars on brakes right you already don't feel like doing this because i had to walk up there to, to my car i had to walk like seven blocks and i had my sons with me now the wind blowing and it's starting to snow we walking like eight like seven eight blocks just to get to my vehicle when they finally called me and told me it was done because i'm like i'm not i'm not spending no more money on nothing i'm not calling no uber none of that shit man it just wasn't that important plus it was my my way of like walking and talking with them and uh kind of toughening them up because they, they they're kind of spoiled and they don't realize it that they are <laughs> my bad y'all sip of water for the working man <clears throat> but you know i did that to kind of toughen them too and condition them a little bit because i always tell them they have a sweet and um, imagine doing that, man. And then you come home spending $800 on brakes, brakes, rotors, and my ABS. 
And then my fucking PlayStation broke within an hour of me walking in the door. <laughs> you talking about, man, it was this, this December was a rough month for me, man. That's all I can say. <clears throat> From like the third up until the 31st, bruh. Rough. That's all I can say. Rough. So, anyways, man, let's move on, man. We doing a decade and stuff for the year. I'm gonna start off on some sports stuff. I'm then all the stuff that I'm saying, mind you, I know people tend to get triggered by other people's opinions, but this is solely my opinion based off of what I see and stuff I do. So if it's an athlete that I didn't put on here or whatever, because I probably don't watch the sport as much or something like that, or I, I just wasn't as impressed as you are, maybe that's the case. But anyways, <laughs> let's get into it. Um, top 10 athletes of the decade, and this is from 2010 to 2019 number 10 i'm going with manny pacquiao because i know a lot of people rag on pacquiao now saying he old and he washed up and all this other stuff but let's not forget everybody was in pacquiao pacquiao's pocket when they were trying to get him to fight fight floyd mayweather earlier in the decade and um yeah manny pacquiao was getting at work yo boxing is my sport so of course i gotta throw him in there uh number nine i'm gonna go with kevin durant <clears throat> i mean come on man it's kevin durant I mean, he's been easily on par with LeBron James as being one of the best NBA players in the league. Um, number eight, I'm going to go with Stephen Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry. Yeah. The dude, he changed He changed the way the NBA is played right now. A lot of people don't want to admit that. They hate on him and shit like that. Some people like him. A lot of people hate him. He's changed the way that the NBA game is played. You know what I mean? It, and he's the best shooter that I've probably ever seen. Like the best shooter. And I've seen, no, I've seen Larry Bird. I've seen Reggie Miller. I've seen Steve Kerr. I've seen Mark Price. I've seen Craig Hodges. Uh, anybody else you can name that's, uh, who else? Dale Ellis. Like a lot of dudes that could shoot the ball. You know what I'm saying? Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, who is another one that a lot of people don't get credit to. But I've seen a lot of people shoot the ball, man. But I've never seen anyone hit it, hit those shots that he makes at a high clip the way he does. So Steph Curry, I mean, and then on top of that, man, he won three championships this decade. So you got to throw him in there without question. Uh, number seven, I'm going to go with Mike Trout. A lot of people, if you don't follow baseball, I don't expect you know, but Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. And he will go down when it's all said and done. It's probably one of the top three to four baseball players of all time. I'm calling that now. That boy is super talented. Um, yeah, I know people are saying it now. Oh, he's the best. I'm like, I wouldn't say that now without you know no babe ruth barry bonds guys like that you know willie may is gonna have something to say about that yo so mike trout is number seven number six i'm going with serena williams um the fact that she almost died giving childbirth and then came back and was winning you know saying <laughs> winning grand slams and shit like that you can't you can't dispute that because that's a sport you just only you you're not leaning on teammates in tennis and I, I watch a lot of people be like, oh, you watch tennis? I watch the women's tennis. I don't watch the men's. I watch the women's tennis. I mean, come on, man. Stop it. So, yeah. Uh, number five, I'm going to go with Cristiano Ronaldo. Soccer. I know a lot of y'all don't follow soccer, but you can't deny it. But this dude's making hella money, and he's helped revolutionize the sport. Uh, Lionel Messi at number four, also another soccer player. People got to remember soccer is the biggest sport in the world. Everywhere else outside of the United States, soccer is the number one sport still. Uh, number three, I'm going with Tom Brady. I mean, I thought at the start, at the turn of the decade, you would never get me to say even 
say anybody remotely close to Joe Montana as being the the best, um, you know, the, the GOAT, the best quarterback of all time. But Tom Brady definitely makes a case for that. And I'm almost willing to say that Tom Brady is the best quarterback, best QB I've ever seen. So, and I've, I've seen a lot of them, man. I've watched, you know, fucking Dan Marino and, you know what I'm saying? And who else? Um, a lot of different quarterbacks, man. Like Brett Favre, Steve Young, all those quarterbacks, man. Gunslingers, yo. Like, but Tom Brady, man, no one has the poise that Tom Brady has other than Joe Montana, of course. But yeah, I, I'm willing, I'm, depending on what day of the week it is, man, I, I, I go back and forth between those two. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with LeBron James. Um, I know a lot of people would, would pick him as their number one. Number two, I'm going to pick him uh, at that because um, he's been the best player in the sport for the, pretty much the entire. I say Kobe was probably still the best player in the league in 2010. But once 2011 hit, LeBron took over. Twenty From 2011, maybe 2012 on down, it was all about it was all about um, LeBron, yo. So, and Kobe like hit a decline around like 2013, 2014. I mean, granted, you know he came right out of high school. He was already 17 years in it. So, I mean, it's only it's only you can only expect that to happen. But no knock on Kobe by no stretch. But LeBron definitely is number two. And number one, without question, is Floyd Mayweather. Uh, the dude breaked in. He was the biggest box office draw, the biggest draw in any sport, bar none. Still, you know what I'm saying, undefeated. He retired undefeated. Everything, everything he touched was money. People say he was ducking, he was ducking fights and ducking this person, ducking that person. And it, I don't think it was really the case. I always thought that he, he worked for himself. He didn't have a promoter and stuff like that to tell him, yeah, you're going to do this and I'm going to take X amount of percentage. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to promote my own fights. So especially from a business standpoint, because he helped build a brand that a few of these guys know how to do. Like um, LeBron knows how to branch out and make him, his, you know, his celebrity status as an athlete, turn that into, you know, building a brand for himself. A lot of these other, basically everybody on here has done it. But nobody has done it to the degree, me personally, believe the, the way that Floyd and LeBron has done it. So Floyd is beating everybody they put in front of him. Um, yeah, he's beating everybody. <laughs> he's beating everybody. And he, I believe he was the highest grossing athlete of, the, uh, of this decade as well. And LeBron might have been number two. So, yeah, don't quote me on that, but I'm, I, I think I'm right. Um, I'm going to go with the best sports moment. Of the decade, um, I got to go with, and it was a lot of good ones. It wasn't a lot of great ones, but it was a lot of really good ones. I'm going to go with Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers coming back from being down three games to one in the finals. Yeah, that was crazy because I was one of those people that counted them out. I was like, dude, they done. And then when that shit happened with the Draymond Green and then they won, I'm like, oh, well, they can still beat them without them. Or when he comes back, they'll beat him and he came back and he still lost. It's like people use that as an excuse. And I was kind of like one of them. I'm like, I just felt like it was a momentum thing. And they, they momentum, you know, went down the drain after that happened. And Cleveland, man, that LeBron block was probably the most iconic, you know what I'm saying, sports play to me personally of the decade because I'm such a huge basketball fan. And 
that block led to Kyrie Irving making that shot. Everybody wants to throw shade at LeBron and say, well, Kyrie made the shot, but yeah, LeBron made the clutch block in order for that game to stay as close as it was for Kyrie to make that shot. And the fact that he didn't pull a Scottie Pippen and cry about who taking this shot or whatever, um, like Tony, like when he did with Tony Kukoc, when everybody knew that Scottie Pippen was not a clutch player. He was not going to make a basket for you down the clutch. That's why they had Michael Jordan do that. But when Tony Kukoc did it, when they called that number for Tony Kukoc, Scottie Pippen got pissed and sat down. LeBron didn't care. He just wants to do what's right for the team to win. And that's why I always respected that dude because it was never about him personal attributes. Do I think he stat pad uh, pad sometimes? Yeah. But then again, I think he just plays hard and just wants, does what the team needs from him to win. So it can go both ways, but I digress, man. Them coming down from three games to one uh, being the best sports moment of the decade for me personally in that 2016 with Cleveland won. Um, and shortly after, he ended up leaving and Cleveland went back to becoming a third world country all over again. Yeah, so here <laughs> we go. Uh, that block shot, though, was the most iconic uh, moment for me for the decade, me personally, because I was... That was crazy. It was on Father's Day, too. Um, let's go to the video games. We're going to go over to the video games. And I am I know this is like a big-time episode, but I'm not. I'm trying not to make it super-duper long. I know y'all heard a lot of different podcasts and stuff. And I appreciate the people that has been asking me in, like, Twitch streams and stuff. Yo, what's going to be this? Yo, you going to do a podcast before the end of the year and stuff like that. I appreciate the people that genuinely rock with me and that genuinely, like, respects my opinion and my thoughts and my experience on things to kind of help them navigate through different situations. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, my best games of 2019. Now, before I get into this, I'm not going to lie. I played quite a few games. But I didn't play a lot of really good games that I like that, that that came out this year that I could sit here and say, yo, this gotta be in, this gotta be in it. Like, I just didn't, I didn't do it. And a lot of it had to do with me because I talked about this before. I still have God of War that came out last year. Well, that came out in 2018. Still in the plastic, bro. I still have the like the hard copy of that. And I still have not played it. So I'm not blaming it on the games. I'm blaming it on myself. So I'll take the L for that. But I'll just say my top three games that I played that came out rather in 20. Because I played games that came out before this past year, but it didn't come out in 2019. Some of the shit probably came out last year, two, three years ago. I do that from time to time. I I backlog. I have like a big backlog of games that I still haven't finished. Like I still haven't finished Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> I still haven't finished that. Um... And one of the games in here I haven't even finished, but it's still one of the better games, even though I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't my type of game, but I, I could tell it was a great game. And I'm going to go with Sekiro or Sekiro, however y'all pronounce that shit. Um, I'll put that in there and I'm not going to put them in any particular order. Um, Sekiro, um, yeah, it's got that Dark Souls vibe to it. I absolutely hated Bloodborne, so I was getting like Bloodborne uh, vibes from it, but it was just a different type of game. But it was at the same time, it was different, but it was similar at the same time. You, could, I could tell why everybody loves the game that does love the game. It's just not a game that I could sit and, and torture myself for 30, 40 hours trying to play and beat. I, I watched Ace stream that game and he was on the same boss for, um, for like eight hours. 
I'm not doing that, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not doing that. I know when I'm licked. I know when I'm beat. I know when I'm defeated. And I'm going to say, all right, stream's over. I'm good. I'm out. Peace. God bless you. Good night. And away we go. <laughs> so I know better than to, to put myself through that. But I do understand why everyone likes the game. And it is a very good game. And the storytelling in it in it is, is really good. And the lore seems to be uh, somewhat intriguing, too. So I, I will give it its props. Um, another game, uh, MLB The Show 19. And I hardly ever put sports titles as, like, my favorites and stuff like that because they're sports titles. And they pretty much come out every year. But every year, I, send, I, I tend to be drawn to the MLB The Show um mainly because 2k is all is for the last what since 18 19 and now 20 has been pretty bad games and i tend to play mlb a little more and the more i play it the more i understand it the more i understand it the more i you know kind of like appreciate it what they what they do is just like every other sports game some people find little little like weird shit that can like exploit it but you know and i don't like like how some of it they did it they did it differently where you didn't have to spend like money on stuff like kind of like how vc is in 2k um you could just play the game and then you can unlock certain players and shit like i like that you know what i mean it just make you grind it a different way instead of just paying for putting stubs into the game to get this player and stuff like that and then throughout the game you'll earn stubs you know what I'm saying to purchase players and stuff like that that player that you want and stuff like that so that for that not that reason i i gotta put that in there and uh finally um this game i just got i just got it like right around christmas time and that's need for speed heat i thought i'd never put a racing game as one of my favorite games of the year of any year but i i shit i probably already got 20 hours into that game and i've only had it like a week so that goes to show you right there man like I was playing the hell out of it. One day, I think I played it for like, I played the game for like seven, eight hours straight and didn't even realize it because it's just, it was just like trying to do different things to um, do, the, you know, get certain cars and stuff. And I just found myself trying to like re, re, um, recreate old Fast and Furious cars from the movie, different movies and stuff like that. I've been having fun doing it though and um, playing through the little story. The story is really interesting. It's, is well written and, and that voice acting is really good and shit like that so it's cool man you know it's got the frostbite engine so nba live fans be well i know a lot of y'all like to think nba live needs frostbite but it don't work for everything but it, it works for need for speed it's it's pretty good man um yeah so that was my stuff for the year i'm going to go and trans fast forward rather i'm about to say transition like this video I'm, um fast forward into um my games of the decade yeah this was a tough one yo this was a tough one my games of the decade uh my best games of the decade because i'm gonna do my some of my worst and uh these are only games that i played so it's gonna be some games that i don't mention and i don't want anybody to be in their feelings Ooh, you didn't put you didn't put neck, you know. You, know, you didn't put you know, shit like that. I don't want to hear that, man. Like it's games that I played, or maybe I just didn't think it was as good as you did. It's cool. All right, before I get started, let me start off with some uh, some honorable mentions. I'm gonna go with Bayonetta. Um, I'm not gonna put down a year for all these games. Uh, DJ Hero Two, 
that was a game that I played the shit out of. Uh, Black Ops 2. I just got to put Modern Warfare. No. Yeah, I got to put Modern Warfare 3 in there. Uh, I got to put Infamous Second Son. NBA 2K16. Titanfall 2. Fight Night Champion. And uh, I believe that's it. I believe that's it. All right, number 10. Now I'll put the, I'm gonna go 10 through one and I'm gonna put down um, what year they came out. Um, number 10, I'm gonna go with Ghost Recon, Future Soldier. Yes, I know a lot of people are like, huh? I believe this came out in what, 2012? I believe so, it's either 2011 or 2012, some shit like that. Either way, it, it came out this decade. Um, I love the game. I played the hell out of it. Um, I thought it was really good. You could play it solo or if you wanted to play with people. You know, either way, I, I had it on a Xbox 360. I remember having this game. I believe it did come out in 2012. Because I remember getting it, you know what I'm saying, for myself, uh, for my birthday. Um, it came out like May. So I got to put that in there. Um, number nine, uh, I got to go with Spider-Man PS4 came out in 2018 um graphically it looked really good i like all the different suits i love the story the story was cool it was somewhat predictable but still cool the only thing i didn't like about it those mary jane missions they just felt like filler just to make the game longer but it was cool i still want to go back at 100 percent and 100 percent it that'll give me something to do one day like on stream and i could just talk to the chat and don't really have to focus too much just i just have to do like the little crime the little crime things in like each district i mean i beat the game you know that was one of the games that i actually made it my business because i remember when it came out it came out the same day as uh was that 2k19 and what's crazy is like i was i was juggling both man it was like all right i'm gonna get this far on 2k with my my player then i'm gonna go in and get spider-man and then i'm gonna make sure i beat spider-man before i go back into playing it and that's what i did man i stuck to my gun so Definitely got to put that in there. That was one of the great games uh, of this decade. Number eight, I'm going to go with NBA 2K11. Now, I'm only putting one like franchise, one game for, you know, for a franchise or whatever in here. So you won't see like two, like three 2K games. You won't see like, you know, a bunch of Call of Duty games and stuff like that. Uh, because, you know, shit like that, because it's a lot of them. So I won't, you know, I won't, uh, I won't do that. So, out of all of the 2K games that came out this decade, it was a toss-up between 11 and 16. But that's why 16 was in my honorable mention. 11 just felt like the more complete game. And the fact that they did the stuff where you could do those challenges, those Jordan challenges, that shit was like, that was the best part of the game for me. And, um, you know, it started enhancing, the, you know, stuff which you could do with the whole My Player faction. Because I think My Player came about in like 2K10, I believe. So, yeah. So, 2K11, to me, is the GOAT of uh, NBA 2K games. I know I'm a basketball guy, so I got to throw that in there. Number seven, God of War 3 came out in 2010, in, like, March. And I had to double check and look. I'm like, did God of War 3 come out in 20, 2009 or was it 2010? Because that definitely was one of my favorites. Um, those fights in those God of War games, man, those boss fights are crazy. Like, you don't feel like you're being cheated like you do in that Sekiro game. <laughs> so you don't feel like you being cheated 
and stuff like that. It's just like, you just got to learn where to be and where not to be. Um, you know, the combat system, a lot of people think that's some original shit, but we all know God of War got that stuff from, <laughs> you know, got that from, uh, what the hell is that damn game? I was about to say Dante's Inferno. The game with Dante in it. With Dante's Inferno copied it off God of War. But um, whatever the fuck. Devil May Cry. That's what I'm talking about. God damn, I can't talk. Um, number six. And this may shock some people. Because a lot of people didn't know I ever. But then again, y'all didn't know me then. So uh LA Noir. I love this game, yo. Like the the voice acting. The acting in the game, the storytelling, all that stuff, man. The fact that you basically, it wasn't just you just listening to them play detective. You had to play detective and you had to peep certain shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's like one of the like classic gifts or uh, memes, rather, where it'd be like doubt or something like that. Like, that comes from LA Noir. Like, that comes from that game. Uh, it's a Rockstar game, um, 2011. Um, yeah. And what's crazy, you know, what's funny thing about it is I got like, like, cause it was a two disc game and I got, I know I'm told I got toward the end and I just stopped playing it. I just stopped playing it. But then I wanted to, I told myself I was going to, uh, either go back and finish it on, uh, Xbox 360 or, or get the remastered version for the, uh, PlayStation four or Xbox one or whatever. And, uh, and just, just play it all the way through again and like streaming and shit. I don't ever stream single player games. And I know a lot of people that watch me stream be like, yo, why you don't, why you don't stream those single player games? I, for some reason, I'll just be so into it. I'll never pay attention to the chat. And I don't like to do that. Uh, number five, uh, Witcher 3. What year did that game come out? Was it 2015, 2016, some shit like that. Either way, I didn't play it that much, but it was very good. Um, and I see why people still play that game to this day. So you got to throw that in there, man. That game did a lot. And people still play that game. No, you know, A9, man, A9 got about 800 hours in that game, man. I seen that shit. I'm like, boy, I think he beat it like three times, too. Cause like, I was I was playing that game, and one of them Griffins was giving me the flux. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? But, yeah, Witcher 3. And then shout out to them putting that, that shit on, uh, on Netflix, too, The Witcher. Uh, that's you know I haven't watched it but I heard, I heard some mixed reviews about it. Mainly good though. Uh, number four I'm gonna go with The Last of Us. Yeah I'm gonna go with The Last of Us 2013. Probably my favorite. I'm, I'm without question my favorite PlayStation 3 game. It was the best PlayStation 3 game, and you know one of my favorite games man. Really is that story was good and I, I don't really like I hate games with zombies and shit and stuff like that. But the story and you know, watching, you know, character progression and all of that, you know, I feel like that that's what made the game for me. That's that's what always makes a game for me. And you'll you'll see why because the next, you know, well, at least a couple, two out of my next three, you know, has everything to do with that. Um number three, I'm gonna go with GTA five. Now from a story standpoint, and the reason why I put this so high is because the time that I played it, I remember getting it on the Xbox 360 when it originally came out. And I was like, I waited a while before I actually got it. Cause I kept saying, I'm not getting this. I'm not getting this. I'm not getting this. I gotta see something first. You know, gotta see what, what this game is gonna do. And then when I heard they were gonna do the online stuff and whatever, whatever, I played it. I didn't beat this. I didn't beat the story cause it got kind of boring to me. 
then when they came and brought it out you know the online shit i ended up getting it again on pc and anybody that watched gi and funny moments and shit like that when we play that game we just acting a fool we just talking shit we have roast battles you know what i'm saying we talking about each other's clothes and shit like well, this is just the shit that we do we can make any game fun and the fact that that game is still going on today you know what i'm saying some five years later five and a half almost six years later that this game is still going on and it's still new content being put in the game like they just released the what's called maybe like a month ago this diamond of uh, that heist that casino heist and i kept saying i want to do that i want to try that that heist that casino shit like the last time i played it is when they introduced the casino and i was uh we was in that gambling and shit now i was actually streaming it. me and ace was playing it so you gotta put gta 5 in there because that's a that's a game that's been lasting like more than like at least half the decade so you gotta give them a prospect all right two and one could have easily been flip-flop so that's just how even it was for me but number two i'm gonna go with red dead redemption red dead redemption came out in 2010 so it just made the cut and when anybody ever asks me what's some of my favorite games of all time red dead redemption is always in the top three and i don't think it's ever going to change unless something comes and blows me away but as of now that's still probably my second favorite game of all time probably second so yeah the game was incredible it was different Whenever you can play to play a game like this and like say you, you say your girl who's not in the games at all will sit and watch you play it because it's kind of like watching something on TV. That's how interesting it is. Then you know you playing something special. And that's that was something I went through back then, man. Like Ooh, what's about to happen now? What's going on? Like, yeah. It's just crazy, man. Like all the stuff that you can do on that game. And then, like, they, they went did the online stuff and stuff like that. But the story was amazing, man. Like, it was character progression, character development. You know what I mean? A couple little twists, stuff you didn't expect to happen. And, yeah, man. The ending, bro. The ending was like, <gasps> oh, you know what I'm saying? And then, the fact, that even after it was over, you can continue and and do, do other shit. If you ain't played it by now, bro, you ain't never going to play it. But them gunning down John Marston, bro, it was like, damn son and then you end up playing as a son and shit afterwards i mean you out there skinning skinning fucking uh rabbits and shit and a bear attacks you <laughs> crazy man the horses and you know say taming horses and there's just so much shit to do on that game man so much different stuff to do on that game uh number one is batman arkham city yeah it was tough man i, I couldn't decide but i was thinking like how much time did I spend on these games? And that's what I base. That's pretty much what I base a lot of the stuff on when I say like my favorite games. And a lot of these weren't like all time greats, but they were games that you just couldn't deny their place. So Batman Arkham City is probably one of my favorites of all time. Um, it was a lot of shit to do in that game. Some people say they beat it in 25 hours or whatever. I probably I know I at least clocked a good 100 plus 100 hours in it because I was doing like the Riddler shit after I beat I was going back doing you know backtracking doing different stuff you know what I mean and there's so many like easter eggs in the game and different shit man it's like 
Then you know you do the Catwoman shit afterwards, which was pretty dope. I mean, it's it, that was that was definitely my favorite game of the decade, man, without question. So, yeah, Batman Arkham City. So, for any of y'all who thought y'all knew me and thought I was gonna pick 2K this or 2K that, you're wrong. <laughs> it was only one sports game in there. Uh, oh shit, it's only right I gotta do worst games of the decade, and there's so many bad ones, man. I don't even wanna. I'm not, I can't name all of them, man. I'm trying not to be, trying not to be negative, too negative. But we gotta, we gotta, we gotta throw our shots where we can. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Worst games of the decade, definitely Rambo is probably up at the top. Rambo, that game was trash. Um, NBA 2K18, horrible. Uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, horrible. Uh, oh my God. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Danger of the Ooze, I believe that's the one it was that that shit came out on like PC. This was when me and TBH, well, when I first met TBH, it was supposed to be me, TBH, JG, and Tick. All was supposed to co do co-op on this game and it didn't fucking do it. Um, and it didn't do it. Uh, and you couldn't do it, you couldn't play co-op. So we all bought that game and this was before you could do the, the whole uh, refund thing. This was before the refunds were available and you could you could do refunds and shit like that on uh, Steam. It happened right before, it happened right after that. Um, what else? Need for Speed 2015, that one that came out in 2015, that game was fucking ass. Um, NBA Playgrounds, ass, because the online was terrible. I mean, online was horrible. A lot of y'all seen us playing that and streaming that game, and you seen it for yourself with your own eyes. And I'm sure I'm forgetting some shit too. Um, Army of Two, the 40th day. That game was terrible, and it was crazy. I actually liked the first couple uh, Army of Two games, but Army of Two was dope. The first one, I thought it was cool. It was cheesy, but it was hokey as hell. But it was, you know, it was still a cool game. Uh, Crackdown 3. Woo, boy. Woo. When I tell you bad, oh, boy. That game was terrible. Horrible. Horrible and awful. What Shaq say? Horror awful. Um, yeah, and that's just to name a few. And I'm sure I've forgotten some shit. But, like I said, I don't want to harp on too much of the negative shit. But those, to me, were the, some of the worst games that came out this past decade that I actually played. They were fucking terrible. All right, I'm going to go to a, a voice question that I got. This is from, uh, what's your name? Uh, Javon. Oh, no, I take that back. You know what? I take that back. This wasn't the voice question. This was the question I got asked on Twitter. My bad, y'all. I was reading shit backwards. Um... Someone asked me, what's the games I'm looking forward to in 2020 and beyond? This man said, and beyond. Like Buzz Lightyear in this motherfucker. Um, first thing I could think of, I want another boxing game. Now, I know these people coming out with this Hard Knock Nights and all this other shit, the dudes in Canada and shit like that, and I know they trying, but they don't have the budget that EA would have and stuff like that to make that happen. And I understand EA has 
you know, it, you know and they in the business of making money like everybody else. And I, I would love to see another game, like a street game. Like, I, you know what? I would love to see them do a t- 2020, drop the NBA Live shit, just come out. Y'all got the NBA license. Just make another street game. How much, how bad can it be? It can't be no worse than what you're going through right now. Because what's the selling point on NBA Live? Basically playing outside. No one plays the fucking, you know what I'm saying, the, the uh, live ultimate team. You know what I'm saying? Some people play it, but no one's playing for that. No one's play- Everybody's playing the outdoor shit, the pro-am shit or whatever. Get some shit where you could do either 5v5 pro-am like we asked them two years ago to do. And they didn't listen. Um... We literally like asked them that shit and they tried to hint towards the something they had, but it ended up being that court battle shit where you was playing against AI players, which was horse shit. Shit was dog shit. Um what else? Uh yeah, do an NBA street. Do another NBA street. I'm sure people would get behind that, man. I know I would. I would like I said, I'd love to see another boxing game, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Um be honest with you, I don't know. I just I just wanna see new IPs come out. Because I'm tired of seeing remakes and remasters of, of everything that's already been out, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Like, I don't want to see another Resident Evil, unless it's Cole Veronica. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's Cole Veronica, I don't want to see another Resident Evil remake, even though I know they're going to do that Resident Evil 3 or Nemesis or whatever. But I would want to, if it's going to be another Resident Evil remake, let it be Cole Veronica. That was my favorite one out of all of them. Um, I don't know. I just want to see good games. I don't want to see no more of this this unpolished, unfinished bullshit that, that happens with a lot of these games. Mainly a lot of these sports games, like Live and 2K and Madden. Like, all those games be unfinished, unpolished. Take a year or two off and come back stronger. Don't take a year off and then you come back and you basically tripping in the same spot that you just got out of. Because that's what Live does. They do the same shit because they don't listen. They, don't, they make the same mistakes twice and three four different times i just i want them to just make a game where they concentrate solely on the, the outdoor shit because they want to talk about not making money NBA live is not making the money because the game will come out in what september october or whatever and it should be ten dollars at during christmas time so you're already taking a loss so if you're going to take a loss take a loss because you tried something different not because you did the exact same thing, because you keep repeating the same thing, hoping for a different result. That's the definition of insanity. So that's what I would like to see. New IPs and the games that's already out to do better, especially sports titles, because a lot of them are fucking trash. And we, we deserve better. Um, let me go to music before I do um, this other question, because I know I had a voice question too. I had a couple questions too, a couple more. People was asking me some good questions too. Appreciate that question. I can't, I can't remember who it was. They asked me on stream and I didn't put their name down. Um, we actually went over this when I recorded the podcast yesterday with JG. We do Enlightened Sounds. So if you ain't, if you ain't ever checked that out, make sure to check that out. Enlightened Sounds. Myself and uh, JG talking about music. Uh, my albums of 2019. Um, honorable mentions. I got Elf Honor, uh, Elevation. Uh, Davey, Survival, and uh, 2 Chain. I got 2 Chains, Rapper, Go to the League, and also uh, Griselda, WWCD. Alright, I'm going to just go right down the line. I'm not going to do too much explaining. If you want to hear me explain why and all this other shit, just listen to that podcast, y'all. Not to be a dick, but it's like, I'm already like 40 minutes into this podcast, y'all. You know what I mean? 
you get what I'm saying. <laughs> um, number 10 is Young Thug, so much fun. Number nine, I got Schoolboy Q with Crash Talk. Um, number eight, I got Rick Ross with uh, Port of Miami 2. Number seven, I got The Baby uh, with Kirk. Uh, number six, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. Um, what the fuck's the name? Bandana. Uh, number five, uh, Gangstar, one of the best yet. Uh, number four, I got my boy Anonymous, A9, There's No Threat. Number three, Lil Brother, May the Lord Watch. Dope ass album. Number two, Dreamville, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. And number one, Rhapsody with Eve. That that album is incredible. Straight bars and that top to bottom straight bars, yo. Um, all right, I got a Twitter question. This is from uh, Dev. Uh, shout out to Dev for asking me the question. I ain't forget about you, dog. I know you asked me this a while ago, but I ain't forget about you. He said, uh, as a man who wants his own family in the future, I would like to know how having kids, how having your kids change your outlook on life and how you carry yourself, if it did at all. Um, having kids is going to change you if you actually give a shit about them. I'll just say that. Um, having kids is definitely going to change your life if you care about them, if you care about their well-being, if you care about their upbringing and you being a part of that and it's definitely going to carry the way you you know they're, they're going to change the way you carry yourself and it's definitely changing that um it just changed my outlook on the big picture you know realizing that it's not about me it's not about me no more when i was when it was just me you know what i'm saying and i had to learn at a young age you know what i'm saying because you know i had you know, a lot of people like 28 29 still don't have kids I, I was 22 and it was, you know, at, at 28, 29, I already had, you know, saying two. So, so it was like going on three. So it was like, it's a, it's a lot different when you, when you're not that selfish type, it forces you. Cause I was the type that, you know, it was like, all right, I'm gonna worry about this, that, and that, and that's it. Then, you know, you start having kids and then you start looking at them and being like, you know what? It ain't about me. It's you know, it's, it's about them. You just start being like a lot less uh, worrying about yourself. Like I'll make sure they have something. If I'm down to my last five dollars, I'm gonna buy enough for the two of them to eat some shit, and then I'm just gonna I'm be good. I'm eat a bag of chips or some shit. Not to say that that's ever been the case, because I've been fortunate enough and blessed not to have that that struggle. You know what I'm saying? But. If that were the case, that was that would just be something I would have to do. Cause I remember hearing stories of my mom having to do shit like that. And she made sure that me and my brother ate. And if all she had was a bag of fucking popcorn and a piece of, you know what I'm saying, a couple of slices of watermelon or some shit like that, or some grapes. You know what I'm saying? She would make sure we ate first. And that just it just makes you it just makes you thankful, you know what I'm saying, that it actually makes you thankful that you actually got kids that, you know what I'm saying, that's not special needs and stuff like that and shit because it could it could definitely it could definitely be a lot a lot tougher on you as a parent having to deal with that so i'm just glad my kids are able to get up and move around and shit like that and i look at them and i just see me all over again if that makes sense it just makes me carry myself it makes me think twice before I, before i do shit and before i say shit certain shit around you know people because you know i'm not that rah-rah type contrary to what people think like i go around starting fights and no shit like i'm too old for that bro but 
I just watch what I say. I watch where I go. I watch who I'm around and shit like that because I feel like they need me. So I just need to be there for them until I'm not able to be there for them no more. And I want to put them in a position where when they get, you know what I'm saying, get older, they set, they situated, you know what I'm saying, a lot differently mentally and, you know what I'm saying, financially. So uh, it makes you think about doing shit like that as far as like having life insurance and shit like that. So making sure your kids are good, man. So hopefully that, that, that made sense. I wasn't talking in circles, but hopefully that, that, that made sense. Um, I got a voice question. Um, uh, from now, this is the voice question I got from Javon. I want to say your last name, bro, but it's from Javon and he actually had two questions. Let me check them out. Yo, what's good, Flock? So I just got a question, man. Actually, I got two. So do you think that an artist have to have more than one great album to be considered a legend or one of the greatest of all time or... They only, or they can have one legendary album, right? Like just one album that's just like crazy, and then they can be considered a legend. And my second question is, do you think more artists back then made timeless music, like far as the '90s compared to present day? Because I only have like a handful of rappers right now that made, that possibly made some timeless music as opposed to back in the '90s. All right. So it was a music question and shout out to him for asking that. And I appreciate everybody that asked me questions. A lot of people, when they ask me questions, most of the time it's about music or real life shit. You know what I'm saying? A couple people ask me shit about sports and I appreciate the people that respect my opinion on it because I guess I, I come across as knowledgeable. So I, I definitely appreciate y'all coming to me with that. Um, first question, he said, do I think an artist should have more than one uh, great album, classic album, be considered a, a, a legend? Uh, no, I think if you have a consistent body of work and your impact on the culture, I think plays a part. Um, if lyrically, uh, there's some dudes that I could consider a legend that never even went platinum. I mean, that I think lyrically would kill guys that go platinum every time they drop albums. So I think with that, since music is like art and it's subjective and it's to whoever's listening, whoever's ear they catch. I mean, I may, of course, someone's going to say, um, you know, this person, that person, that person, this person. I feel like Nas only made one, you know, saying classic album. And that was Illmatic. I think everything else he made after that, I think um, what's called was I, you could kind of consider um, what album was that? It was written. You could consider that a classic, but an all time great album like Illmatic when you make that you setting the bar so high for yourself nothing you do after that can compete with that and that's how i feel because illmatic is still my top album of all time still my favorite album ever ever and it only had 10 joints on it and it, and, and everyone was a banger and that's what you look for like back-to-back slaps you know what i'm saying that's what you want to hear back-to-back slaps when you listen to music um a lot of people will say i used to hear people say well biggie was only out for so long he only made two two studio albums blah 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 but though both of those albums are considered classics you know what i'm saying from uh from a lyrical underground and commercial standpoint because um what was that uh life after death was certified diamond a few years ago so i mean yeah <laughs> the numbers don't lie on that one and then how many double albums 
Could you just listen to it and be like, yo, this shit cold, this shit cold, this shit cold, this shit cold. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it doesn't happen. It didn't happen hardly ever before that. And it's not really, it hasn't been happening, happening since. I mean, I mean, people are saying that about Scorpion from Drake. Not many, right? And it ain't no knock at Drake. But the last double album that I listened to, that I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. It was probably Diplomatic Immunity. You know what I'm saying? But that's just off top of my head. I could be wrong, but you know, we'll see. But um, to answer your second question, do you think uh, artists back then made timeless music? Like, I guess you were talking about in the 90s. Uh, now, y'all know I'm more partial to the shit from the 90s because that was, to me, the golden age of hip-hop. And that's when I, like, got into the music. And that's what turned me on to it and made me so much of a fan that I am of, of it now. And of course i'm gonna say yes i feel like they did make more time music because they were in competition with each other you knew when you listen to mob deep tupac biggie smalls you listen to the fujis you listen to you know what I'm saying Nas. you listen to jay-z you listen to you know what i'm saying <clears throat> big pun guys like that no capone and noriega foxy brown Lil Kim. when you listen to all them they were basically in competition with each other Everybody wanted that spot. Don't forget the Wu-Tang God. You know, don't let me forget the, the Wu or anybody else like Tribe Called Quest. Groups were wanting to be the best group. Solo artists wanted to be the best solo artists. And they all had something different to bring to the table. Now, I'm not going to ever sit here and say, you know what I'm saying, everything that came out in the 90s was great music. No, it was good. it was great shit. It was good shit. And it was whack shit. Just like any era before and after. It was whack shit in the 80s. It was dope shit in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? It just before a little bit before my time, you know what I'm saying? Listening to it. Dope shit in the 90s. It was whack shit in the 90s. It's dope shit in the 2000s. It was whack shit in the 2000s. It's some dope shit out now. And it's some whack shit out now. But the thing is, right now, it's like the whack shit outweighs the good shit. You have to sift through the shit, through the trash so much just to find something useful now. Before, all the good shit was kind of like put in the front. And even the shit that you didn't find on in the front that you had to look for, you appreciated it so much more because you had to find it, you know what I'm saying, deep behind all the great shit that was already put in front of you. Now it's like you got to do it like the reverse. And I'm not trying to shit on these artists because, like I said, I like like some of these artists that's out now. Some of them do some dope shit. I've been saying this before. I think J.I.D. is that next big thing, yo. Like, J.I.D. is that fucking dude. My favorite artist right now is Rhapsody, yo. Like, this is my favorite artist. Female, male, don't care. Rhapsody, you know what I'm saying, is my favorite artist, without question. So, do I feel like most artists back then made timeless music? I say yeah, because they were all in competition. They brought out their best shit. And a lot of that shit that was out in Hot Then listen to you listen to it now and it's still you could tell where the work was put in a lot of shit now everybody sound like the person that just came out two weeks before them. everybody trying too hard to sound like everybody else and instead of doing the exact opposite and doing something different that's why i can respect the Jaden smith you know what i'm saying when he does some different off the wall shit at least he trying so i just long they don't everybody don't sound like everybody else and that's the hardest shit about the, the the music that's out now. A lot of them sound like everybody else. You can't you can't decipher. You can't you can't pick one from the other because a lot of them sound the same. Um, all right. Albums of the decade. 
this was tough too. This was probably the hardest shit, but this was a tough decade because it was a lot of good shit. It wasn't a lot of great albums, but it was some. I'm not gonna lie, it was some. And um, I'm gonna go the honorable mention. I'm gonna go with uh, Run the Jewels. You can either go one or two with Run the Jewels. I'll just do one. It came out like 2013. Um, number ten. I'm gonna go, and the reason why I'm putting them in honorable mention because I got up on them kind of late. Like I already, you know, I knew about Killer Mike, and you know, what I'm saying I knew about LP being a dope ass producer and shit. But I didn't get up on their music till like you know a couple years later. So I know a lot of y'all hipsters gonna be like, "Oh, who you eat?" Nigga, I'm human, bro. I don't sit and listen to, you know, what I'm saying I don't sit and listen to music all day. I don't be on the internet all fucking day. Um, number ten, I'm gonna go with Ninth Wonder, uh, his Jam Lizard Squad compilation, the first one that came out in uh, 2014. Goddamn. I didn't know this came out that far back, 2014. I thought this shit came out like 2016. 2014, uh, number nine, I'm going to go with J. Cole, Born Center. I know a lot of people going to say, oh, I like Forest Hills. Uh, I like this. I like that. I like KOD. Born Center is, you know, the one for me. And I'm not going to put two of the same artist albums in here, even though I could have. <clears throat> I could have. I definitely could have done it. And I almost did it and went against my shit with, with certain artists. And I'll tell you. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, number eight, I got to go with Little Brother that came out this year. Made the Lord Watch. It just was a dope album, a complete album. And the fact, and me and Jay were talking about this, that um, it wasn't just about Fonte spitting all the hot shit and Pooh just spitting filler lyrics. Pooh was talking that shit too, and he brought his A game, which is crazy. And like, this nigga wait till he turned 40 to, you know what I'm saying, to, to actually be a you know, the, the, the complete MC now. Crazy. It's crazy how that works, though, man. I've said this a lot of times. A lot of rappers that's in their 40s is a lot better than some of these rappers, a lot of these rappers in their 20s. Um, number seven, I'm going to go with, and this is an R&B album, Marsha Ambrosius from Floetry, Late Nights, Early Mornings in 2011. I did not know how much I listened to that until I checked my Spotify stats. And, bruh, I, and, like, what's crazy is I, listen, I had this album when it first came out. I got the CD. <laughs> I had the CD. And um, she came out in 2011. But then the fact that I still listen to it a lot on Spotify. And I was like, damn, I'm still listening to this shit. So this definitely got to be in there. I'm, I'm a I'm a big fan. You know what I'm saying? I fucks with Marsha. You know what I'm saying? I fucked with Floor Tree when they was, you know what I'm saying, a group. And you know me, I'm an R&B dude. I listen to all different types of music. But R&B and, and hip hop is my shit. Number six, I'm going with my boy Anonymous. I'm going to go with Vice. From 2016. Anon is that dude, yo. That's all I'm going to say. I fucking love that dude, man. His music is, is crazy nice. Y'all just got to fuck with it. Um, Number five, I'm going to go with Jay-Z and Kanye. Watch the throne. I ain't going to lie. I almost put 444 on here. I almost did. But when I thought about Watch the Throne and, and how many bangers was on this, this album. And I was just, what's crazy is. It reminded me when they put it back, put all uh, Jay-Z shit back on Spotify um, earlier this month. And I started listening to this album. I was like, damn. I forgot. It's a song that you forgot about, man. Like, fucking prime time and shit like that. Like, crazy. Uh, number four. And this was so high because of how I expected nothing of it. But it came kind of like out of nowhere and i listened to it so much throughout the years dave east 
the Kyrie Chanel project came out in 2016. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. TBH was the one that actually put me up on Davies. I didn't even know he was. He was like, yo, you might like this dude right here. Check him out. And he linked that, uh, I think it was Forbes list, the joint he had with Nas. And uh, yeah, I fucked with that. I fucked that album heavy. It was supposed to be like a mixtape, but I'm going to just call it an album. It's a project. <clears throat> so we're going to roll with that. Number three, I'm going with Rhapsody's uh, Eve from this year. Can't say it enough. My favorite artist right now to date. When she comes here in uh, February, I'm actually going to see. Uh, kept saying I was going to buy my tickets early in advance. And I'm going to do the meet and greet shit too. So I can kind of like vlog it if I'm, if I'm able to. So y'all can check that out. If I'm able to. Um, number two, Royce the Five Nines. The Book of Ryan from 2018. I can't say enough how much I am a fan of Royce the Five Nine, yo. Like, uh, I almost did like my, my, I almost did a top ten artist uh, of the decade, but I felt like I would have been, I would have been like, it, it's, this is gonna be, it's gonna go on long enough. I may do that at a later time. But if y'all want to hear me talk about that, just tweet me and shit like that. Now. I'll do the shit on Twitter or something like that. I'll make it like an interactive Twitter, uh, interactive tweet or something like that. Well, we can kind of like go back and forth. Uh, but yeah, Book of Ryan. I love the way he was transparent and talked about his, you know, trying to be sober and going through all this shit with his drinking. And, you know what I'm saying? Just the shit he went through when he was a kid with his family, his pops, his brother. Shit was dope, yo. And it was some dope ass songs on there. And this dude is a lyrical magician bruh say what you want royce is that fucking guy bro with the rhyme uh number one i'm going with kendrick lamar's damn from 2017 classic bruh classic now i could have put um you know a lot of people would have say to pimp a butterfly some people would say probably um good kid mad city i personally like good kid mad city over uh pimp a butterfly this is my personal you know saying opinion my personal preference but you can't go wrong with either with either one and i felt like this one is the more complete the best out of the three so for that reason i put damn as uh number one um i threw in my song of the decade bro my personal favorite song of the decade is lil wayne and drake she will off the carter 4 2011 still bump that shit every other day to this day bro my favorite song she will bro one of my favorite songs ever, bro. That, that shit goes so hard. That beat, that hook, the rhyming on that, Wayne talking that shit, bro. And my honorable mention is a song a lot of people didn't, wasn't up on until they watched uh, that first episode of Power this past season, that Miguel, real ass nigga. That song was actually on the Superfly soundtrack. So yeah, y'all make sure y'all check that out. That's that's a, that's a honorable mention. Cause I listened, that was my most played song of 2019. When I looked up my uh, Spotify shit, the most played song, uh, artist of the decade, it really could only come down to like two, three people, but I'm gonna just be real. You got to give it to Drake. Um, Drake was consistent. You know what I'm saying? He was the most consistent out of everybody. He kept bringing out projects. None of his shit really flopped. You know what I mean, he only took, I won't even say he took an L. He, the L he took was like in a battle going against Pusher, but I mean, he still was the most consistent and most thorough artist of the decade because everything everything he brought out you know what I'm saying it did well so all right uh 
I had another question. Uh, what am I most thankful for this past decade? Uh, what I'm the most thankful for? Well, let's see. My youngest son was born in 2010, so I'll say that. I was the most thankful for that. Um, I bought a home in 2011. I'm probably more thankful for that. And... I don't know. Uh, in fact, I still have my grandmother around. You know what I'm saying? I guess I'm more thankful for that. Because um, I'll just segue over. Uh, the start of this decade, and I don't typically do this, this personal shit like this, but... You know, it's the end of the decade and, you know, kind of give y'all a little bit of my personality and my real, my, my real shit that I, I've, I've had to deal with. Start of this decade was rough, man. It was a rough time for me. It was bittersweet to say the least. Like I said before, um, I remember in, uh, you know, 2010, finding out I was about to have another son, my youngest. And um, then shortly after finding out that my mom was sick, you know, being diagnosed with cancer. And that was some tough shit, bro. Like, that was some tough shit to deal with. That was hard because the worst part about that <clears throat> was um was when she was going through chemotherapy, and uh, she she was in she was going through chemotherapy in the same hospital that my my son was born in, which is crazy. And I remember being up there for two different two different things. Now, I'm up there on one hand, you know, it's like one of the happier moments of your life. Younger son, born, he's healthy. <clears throat> All that other shit, you healthy about, you happy about that. But then, um, you know, my mom is going through chemotherapy and she's coming from, they both on like separate wings of the hospital. So when she's done, my grandmother's with my mom and then I'm over here with you know, the baby and I'm just like, all right, well, I'm gonna go over here and, you know, make sure she okay and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And seeing, you know, when when you know when a baby was born, and my mom was like, she just had this look on her face, and I was like, you want to hold? She like, I can't. I'm like, why? Wow, was wrong? She like, I got this radiation. You know what I'm saying? I got this radiation on in my body on my body right now, so I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. And it's just like the face that she had. She was so disgusted. It's almost like she was disgusted with herself. But, you know, it was nothing she could do about that. So, yeah, that was that was some tough shit, man, that I had to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Watching my mom go through that and, you know, just like just like right after that, like a month, a month, a month and a half later. You know what I mean? She's going like she actually passed away um, December 30th, <clears throat> December 30th. So it was like yesterday. You know what I'm saying? It was like nine years since she's been gone. So that was that was by far the hardest thing I've ever gone through, like, in my life, man. Like, it's nothing you could do. Like, you watching the one person that, you know what I'm saying, that you call, you go to for advice and go to for, you know, sometimes even for strength to do certain shit and watching them just, they just waste, they feel like they're just wasting away and there's nothing you could do about it. That's some tough shit, bro. Like, when I tell you, man, that's some hard shit to deal with. So that was probably, like... It was bitter. That's why I say it was bittersweet because, you know what I'm saying, I, I love my baby boy and shit like that. And, you know, that was a good time just knowing that, you know, he was he was healthy and shit like that. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying, my mom's was going through it and eventually, you know what I'm saying, lost her battle with cancer and passed away. And she was only 51. So, 
shit was crazy, man. So, I, that right there was definitely the worst part of this decade for me. You know what I mean? Like, say it was the best and the worst time at the same time, which was crazy. Like, it was just crazy. That's why I said, man, like this, <laughs> I don't know. It's always something about December, bro. It's, it's always a bad month for me, bro. It just really is always a bad month for me. It's a bad time, you know what I'm saying? I just always I'm always kind of down around this time, so around the holidays and shit, but it's all good, man. I didn't want to bring the mood down on the podcast, but I just did, you know, when I got asked, I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna be honest, 100 percent honest with y'all. So and then, you know, speaking of that, I mean, we lost we lost a lot of um a lot of great ones, you know, you know, this you know, this past decade. Uh we lost Prodigy from Mob Deep. We just lost uh, the buddy uh, Juice World. You know what I'm saying? Remember China from uh, WWE? You know what I'm saying? The wrestler. We lost her a few years ago. We lost Prince. You know what I'm saying? Lost. Uh, then Whitney Houston died this, this, this decade too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We lost Triple X, uh, Tentacion. We lost a lot of a lot of people. And I don't want to leave nobody out, but it's a lot of names, and that's a bad thing. You know what I mean? That's a lot. So I don't want to keep going. I don't want to bring it down on a on a low note or nothing like that. So. All I can say is, man, let's look forward to 2020 being a, a successful year, man. Hopefully for all of you, hopefully uh, for myself, for the rest of GI, all our loved ones. Hopefully uh, get blessed with good health and wealth because we all need money, bro. Lord knows I need it. I just told y'all how much money I just forked over. Like I said, it's been it's been a rough one, y'all, but it's over now. We're going to start fresh. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no New Year's resolutions. I'm not I'm not a fan of that shit, man, because whoever lives up to them, that shit. I'm I'm telling you now, I can go to the gym. I can go to the gym right now. Or uh, what tomorrow, whatever, whatever day. I go to the gym. Say I go to the gym on Sunday. Sunday morning. And there's gonna be a whole lot of people in that motherfucker. And then the next week, you know what I'm saying? You look going there a week from then, it's gonna be a bunch of more people in there. Then after that, you're gonna start seeing them numbers dwindle down. Because they can't keep up with it and shit like that. That's why I don't, I don't make New Year's resolutions. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. New Year, new me. Is I'm gonna be me, and I'm just gonna try to be the better, the best me that I can possibly be, better than I was a year prior. And hopefully, we can all be better us than years before. So I'll leave it at that. Y'all hear that music? Y'all know what time it is, man. Um, yeah. Shout out to everybody, man, that comes through. Y'all know we about to end this. Um, big ups to Anchor. Spotify, you know what I'm saying, um, what's that, Apple, you know what I'm saying, podcasts, and all that other shit, man, that y'all listening to this on, man, Stitcher, wherever you listening to this on, I appreciate y'all, man, I definitely appreciate y'all, hopefully everybody has a good, had a good 2019, and have an even better 2020, I'm about to be out of here, wish y'all nothing but the best, appreciate the continued support, the new followers, y'all know what it is too, peace out y'all, later, yeah.